Welcome to this December 24th Christmas Eve service at Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta. Such is the nature of life that all it asks and all at once is the opportunity to appear. You are that opportunity and so am I. We welcome you here for this. Um, and I'd like to introduce our Declaration of Principles, which tells you a little bit about who we are and what we believe. And this is written by Ernest Holmes and spoken by our practitioners and board members. I believe. I believe. I believe in one God. One absolute power and first cause to all things. I believe that this power is perfect love. And creates out of a desire to express love. I believe all thought is creative and how I choose to think creates my personal experience. I believe in the unity of all life. And the immortality of the individual soul. Forever unfolding. I believe. I believe. I believe in the eternal goodness. The eternal goodness of God. The eternal loving kindness. And the eternal givingness of God to all. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. Welcome back. So we have an amazing group of people that have studied science of mind, religious science for a number of years in preparation for what they can do and help themselves in their own lives and help other people. They're called spiritual mind practitioners, religious science practitioners. And we have the awesome opportunity this morning to hear from Norma Roberts. Oh, thank you so very much, Vance. You know, it's just wonderful to be here this morning. It's wonderful to be alive on another Christmas. I really thank all of you for being here today. But to start with, I want to talk with you about a Christmas reading, and then we'll have our uh, prayer treatment, and then we'll have music. But Ernest Holm wrote these words about the holiday. He said, Christmas is here again, and we are celebrating the greatest event of history, the birth of God, man, in the human soul, the incarnation of the living spirit in you and me. And that's what Christmas means, the incarnation of the spirit of God in each one of us. It is a joy that brings us together to get today. As we enter into the Christmas spirit, let's unite our consciousness to reveal the birth of light and love within our own hearts. This is the time to be reminded that we are born to be conscious of our wholeness, to know that our true nature is that of the divine within us, our perfect self, which is the Christ, the great I am. The wise men guided by this heavenly light came to a place where the little child lay. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary and his mother and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasure, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. We too, like the wise men of old, wish to follow the star and discover the secret of life. 
we too wish to lay our gift of love and adoration at the feet of the little child. How are we going to do this? We will follow the same light that guided the wise men and find the child who already is within us as we adore the presence of God in each and everyone else. We look for the love that we have within ourselves and others this Christmas. And now I invite you to join me in a spiritual mind treatment. Just settle down. Take a deep breath. Shut out all distractions. And just know with me. This Christmas Eve, I accept the divine gift of the Spirit. I recognize it is the living presence, which is the real and indestructible reality of my being. I speak by word from this intelligence, knowing that because I am God's means to express, I am truth in action. I know that born within me this day is a new idea. It is the spirit of God. I look to the spirit within as the only source of all that I am, can do, or be. It is a radiant health, guidance, abundant prosperity, inspiration, joyous relationships, love, and peace. I acknowledge the three wise men of the East that brings tribute to the beauty of who I truly am. And I am invited to deepen my relationship with the Christ presence within. As I know the fruit of the Spirit is life, life, love, peace, power, beauty, and joy. I name each and every experience and each and every relationship that has come to me good and very good. A true blessing. It is I am that I am, and I experience perfect and joyous manifestations of my new idea of completion. In this knowingness of the I am, joy fills my word, my world, for the Lord is come. I take no thought of the past, for it is now history. I have no fear of the future. For I am secure in the divine protection of the Holy Spirit. As every need is perceived, I declare it is already met. With my heart absolutely overflowing with God's love and with great gratitude for the many blessings I experience in my world, I release this word to the universal law that cannot return to me void, but must manifest with ultimate satisfaction. And so it is. Welcome back. What an awesome treatment um, we got from Norma this morning. So it's my pleasure to introduce our speaker this morning is Reverend Cynthia Paulson. She's an interfaith minister uh, licensed divine science practitioner, motivational speaker, and author 
um, her sermons, workshops, and inspire spiritual growth and personal transformation, drawing in the wisdom of various faith traditions. Her work's rooted in new thought principles and practices, revealing the all-encompassing universal power of God within each one of us. And she spent many years studying science of mind, metaphysics, and spiritual healing. She's the author of Undoing the Knots, Reclaiming Our Good, I Give You, Reverend Cynthia Paulson. DSL Midtown, Merry Christmas Eve. <clears throat> it is such a pri privilege to be here with you all today. Today can be kind of a hectic day, especially for those of you who might have young children or if we have family visiting or if we're traveling ourselves. So whatever is going on for you today, thank you for taking the time to tune in and for making your spiritual life a priority. It's a bit of a magical day today for churches and centers like this one, Christmas Eve. Tomorrow is the big day. We who celebrate Christmas are deeply aware that there are no more shopping days left. You're out of time. <laughs> I hope that all of your shopping is done and more importantly that all of your presents are wrapped. That's always the big part of the job, right? Whether we like it or not, material gift giving is a big part of this holiday. While we all want to say that it's not the most important part of Christmas, that this time of year is more than a season of giving gifts like Faith Rivera just sang about, maybe the idea of gifts as a spiritual concept really is important and worth talking about today. I bet most, if not all of us, are going to sit around a Christmas tree either tomorrow morning or maybe late tonight, hopefully with friends and with people we love, and we will exchange gifts, presents, trinkets, stuff that we probably don't necessarily need. And, you know, there's a broad spectrum of holiday gifts, right? So let's acknowledge that. There are the small gifts, you know, like stocking stuffers, small in size and small in price tag. I know in my family, um, you know, my kids would get some new chapstick or maybe some candy or, you know, I had girls, so they would always get like hair elastics for their ponytails and things. That's what we'd put in our stockings. They were little gifts. Stocking stuffer gifts are fun. We like them, but nobody goes crazy over them. Now, the next tier of gifts may be more typical gifts, maybe like a new shirt or a sweater or a new book to read, or slippers or a new pair of boots, a new tool for the toolbox, maybe mid-range gifts, you know, things maybe you needed or didn't even realize you wanted. Those are great gifts. We're very fortunate to receive things like that. Then. The next level of gifts are the extravagant gifts that kind of blow Christmas out of the water. You don't probably get these every year or maybe ever, but you know, you've probably seen those uh, ridiculous commercials on TV where the husband sneaks off to the car dealership and 
secretly buys his wife a new Lexus and then parks it in the driveway with the big red bow on Christmas morning, you know, come on. That would be a pretty darn memorable, extravagant gift if you ever received that. Maybe you never got the new car in the driveway, but I bet we can all think back over the course of our lives, all those Christmases we've experienced and say, oh yeah, I remember the year I got the fill in the blank, <clears throat> that new laptop. I remember the year I, oh, I got that electric guitar. You know, one of my kids' most memorable Christmas gifts was the year she got the complete set of Harry Potter books in hardcover. That was a big gift for her. My most extravagant gift was not exactly under the tree, but it was my Christmas present that year and it was LASIK eye surgery. <laughs> that was extravagant and wonderful, you know? The gift of sight is a pretty big deal. So maybe the big gift you remember was from when you were little. You know, it might not have been that extravagant, but it was big to you. Maybe it was something like a, a bicycle. A bike is a big gift for a kid. And whether this gift was from Santa or your mom and dad or your spouse, you just can't even believe that someone was that generous to get you such a meaningful, extravagant gift. <clears throat> Excuse me. I bring up this spectrum of gifts because in many, many churches around the world today on Christmas Eve and maybe tomorrow morning in services on Christmas Day, the birth of Jesus Christ is being celebrated, and it is often referred to being a gift to all mankind. <clears throat> that gift is viewed as something to adore. One of my favorite Christmas hymns, O Come All Ye Faithful, has a line in it, O come let us adore him, Christ the Lord. The adoration of Jesus, the baby, Jesus, the person, God incarnate. All these Christmas carols and hymns encourage us to sing and worship the gift of the Christ child. Now I'm going to acknowledge that some of us in New Thought might bristle at that kind of language a little bit. We might want to give pause at the idea of worshiping or adoring Jesus the Christ. Ernest Holmes himself wrote in The Science of Mind that Christ is not a person, but a principle. Saying that on Christmas Eve sounds a little harsh. It can seem harsh, but he said much more than just that, obviously. When we come to understand that the birth, life, and message of Jesus is a metaphor that represents man's greatest potential, man and woman, human potential. We can certainly have reverence for that idea. We can certainly have deep respect and awe for that spiritual truth. We can adore the principle. <clears throat> I personally like having reverence for both ideas. Worshiping Jesus the baby in the manger makes me nostalgic for the spirituality of my childhood and really into young adulthood. That was my experience. Maybe it was yours too. I want to hear uh, children sing away in a manger. And in fact, I'm going to a, a Christmas Eve service at a Lutheran church uh, later on tonight. So I can 
light candles with strangers and sing Silent Night and feel that nostalgia. For me, you know, Jesus can be a baby and he can be a metaphor for my great spiritual potential. Those ideas are not mutually exclusive. New Thought philosophy views Jesus as representing the universal sonship of man. That is such an interesting word to me, sonship. It really just means that we are, all of us, sons of God with Jesus, daughters of God with Jesus. You've heard that saying, brothers and sisters in Christ, believing that Christ comes alike to each and all. <clears throat> We see Jesus as our master teacher and greatest example who understood his unity with God more than anyone else. That is how New Thought leaders talk and write about Jesus the man, the grown adults, the teacher, the rabbi. But Christmas is about the birth of Jesus, the baby, his birth in a manger, in a stable. It is the very beginning of this great story, of this great message, his story. But Jesus's story is our story. I love that about the Bible. I love that particular interpretive perspective of new thought, that situations and people in the Bible are always representing somebody, or more importantly, representing some level of consciousness for us all to relate to and aspire to. So in this instance, as I said, Jesus's life represents the potentiality of our life. Like Jesus in the manger, we are all given the opportunity to start where we are, even if we are in a very low place. It does not get much lower than being born in a stable and put in a manger, which if you did not know, a manger is a feeding trough for farm animals. That's where that child, that infant child was placed in that story. We are given the opportunity to rise from wherever we are and grow into our own Christ consciousness, which is our entirety it is the recognition and realization of our complete wholeness. This whole month has been about wholeness. <clears throat> Jesus Christ demonstrated that for us. Going from a lowly manger at birth all the way up to overcoming death by demonstrating a resurrection. He did this by recognizing his perfect unity and oneness with God, his Christ consciousness. So this is our gift. This is quite a gift. One might say it's an extravagant gift. The opportunity to understand our own unity with the divine and grow into our own consciousness is an enormous gift. Now, to be clear, I don't think Christ consciousness is the gift necessarily. I think the opportunity to be aware of this truth is the real gift. Does that make sense? Christ consciousness is always there, available to us. 
but we have to choose to become aware of it. That free will stuff, right? We can just ignore it and mess around with our human problems and spin our wheels living in a limited existence. Or we can step up and accept this big extravagant gift. A gift that is so big, it doesn't even really land on our silly spectrum of human Christmas gifts, right? We can't even wrap our minds around it. You know, if you think about the way you react when you open various gifts, you know, you open up a $2 chapstick and you're, oh, thanks, I could use that, you know? Or maybe if you're lucky enough to have one of those years when you get a big extravagant gift, maybe you're thrilled and you're so excited. You know, maybe you jump up and down. You might have tears of joy. I'm pretty sure the wife cries in that Lexus commercial. She's excited. How do we react to our gift of our highest Christ consciousness? Nothing to unwrap or to put a bow on. So you have to just go there in your mind and just think about it. How do we respond to the perfect spiritual principle that Jesus taught and demonstrated for us? What do we do with an opportunity like this? What do we do with a gift like this? I can really only think of two things. Receive it and use it. So let, let's break those down for a second here. First thing we have to do is receive it. Do you know that you cannot be given a gift unless you're, unless you're actually willing to receive it? Think about it for a second. Receive is a verb. It's an action word. You know, It's not passive. Receiving the gift of our Christ consciousness can be simply a turning toward God, a shifting of our awareness to the God presence, our awareness of our oneness with the unity of the divine. This is actually not complicated, believe it or not. Are you aware of God? Are you aware of the presence of God that is within you, that sparks and animates your life and you know just as a side note the interfaith minister in me wants to remind us all that you know it doesn't matter what we call this presence of god it's universal jews call it emmanuel god with us buddhists call it the buddha mind christians call it the christ are you aware of your christ consciousness the one presence of god within you yes done. Check that off. It's not so hard when we put it that way. That's the first thing we do with a gift like this. We receive it with our awareness. Let it be simple. You can affirm with me right here and now in this moment, I received this gift because I am consciously aware of my highest self. I am aware of God within me. The second thing we have to do with this gift of our Christ consciousness is use it. I know we have all received gifts in our life where you unwrap it and you open it up and you immediately think to yourself, yeah, I'm never gonna use that. You can't say it out loud because you'll insult the person giving you the gift, but you think it, you do. We've all been in this situation and you mentally think, I'm just gonna put that in the back of the closet for a couple of years, you know? Or you think, maybe I can give that to somebody else. Regifting is a real thing, you know? Maybe you have some crazy old aunt from across the country and she knits you a sweater 
and sends it to you and you open it up and you think, I am never wearing this. You receive it, but you don't use it. You don't do anything with it. If Jesus the Christ is our greatest teacher, our true example of how to live on this earth and attain our own Christ consciousness, arguably our most extravagant gift, we really ought to do something with it. We ought to pay attention to this life, this message, these principles. We ought to actively apply them in our lives. This story matters to us. It matters to our life. It matters to our demonstrations. But we have to use the gift, apply the spiritual principles of recognizing and knowing our true nature, our true wholeness. Make no mistake, this is big spiritual work, but it's also the best part of getting the greatest gift ever. So I have another scenario for you to think about. <clears throat> think back to when you were a kid at Christmas. Maybe you experienced this. You get a brand new board game for Christmas that you've never played before. Remember how exciting that was? You were so happy to get it, but you can't use it right away because you don't understand the game yet. You don't know how to use it. You've never played this particular game before. There is a process to it. An unfoldment has to take place before you can use it. You have to open up all the pieces and set it up and spend the time doing that. You have to read the directions and figure out how to play. And that can be hard when you're a kid. Sometimes you need a grown-up's help because they can read better than you can. They have a better understanding of games. Once you begin to understand the new game, then you have to teach everybody else in the family how to play so that you can enjoy this new gift together. All of this is work, but it's fun work. It's good work because it's part of getting the gift and using it. And it's worth it. So my Christmas message is to receive this gift, the opportunity of our Christ consciousness, and use it so that we can live our highest, best lives. Now, as I said before, Christmas makes me nostalgic for vintage spiritual lessons and music. It's a day when many of us like to hear the original nativity scripture readings from the Bible, and we like hearing classical Christmas hymns. As a minister, I always strive to give an original, insightful, inspiring message. But I also know full well that there are wonderful, classic, well-written passages about Christmas and Christ consciousness by some brilliant New Thought spiritual leaders. So in the interest of not reinventing the wheel this morning, I would like to sort of wrap up by sharing a few of my favorites. Eric Butterworth, the popular unity minister and prolific author, said, Christmas has little magic in it when we are just looking backward to worship the child in the manger. Magic is found by looking forward to the day when our own Christ child may unfold in our lives, a time to look inward to its presence right now. In December 1966, an essay was printed in Science of Mind magazine that had been written by Ernest Holmes about Christmas. 
There isn't time to share the whole thing, but an excerpt of it says, Christmas is symbolic of the divine incarnation in you, in me, and in everyone. The incarnation of the ever-present life, love, and beauty of God. This incarnation of the living spirit is not something that took place only 2,000 years ago. It is an eternal event taking place in us now, each day, and every moment of our lives. To Jesus came a realization of the value of the individual life and its relationship to God the Father. He was aware of the divinity at the center of every man. This is divine sonship, the Christ in us and in all people. Today, I recognize and accept my sonship in the eternal Father. There is one life. That life is God and that life is perfect. That life is my life now. Suzanne Giesman is an author and metaphysical teacher who, during her morning meditations, receives daily messages from her, the collective consciousness of her spiritual guides. Her book, In the Silence, 365 Days of Inspiration from Spirit, is a collection of these messages. And part of the entry on Christmas Day says this, what is a Christ but the being who awakens and realizes that he or she is eternally spirit? heart of God, not separate at all. You are that. Awaken and realize your divinity. Nona Brooks, founder, uh, one of the founders of Divine Science, wrote this about Christmas. The world, as never before, needs you and me. It needs our unwavering faith in God. It needs our positive certainty of God in man, the Christ. It needs our steadfast love. It needs the power that comes to one who through faith and love attains the Christ consciousness. Let us radiate this consciousness at this blessed season and throughout the year and thus help bring greater light to the world. And finally, I'd like to share a few stanzas by a poem of a, of a poem uh, by Ella Wheeler Wilcox. It's called Christmas Thoughts, and it was published back in 1902. So this is long before Ernest Holmes wrote The Science of Mind. Whenever the Christmas season lends luster and peace to the year, and the ling-long ling of the bells that ring tell only of joy and cheer, I hear in the sweet wild music these words, and I hold them true. The Christ who was born on Christmas morn did only what you can do. Each soul that has breath and being is touched with heaven's own fire. Each living man is part of the plan to lift the world up higher. No matter how narrow your limits, go forth and make them broad. You are every one, the daughter or son, crown prince or princess of God. No matter how poor your record, Christ lives in the heart of you. And the shadow will roll up and off your soul if you will but 
own this true. For Christ means the spirit of goodness. For all men are good at the core. Look searchingly in through the coating of sin, and lo, there is truth to adore. Believe in yourself and your motives. Believe in your strength and your worth. Believe you were sent from God's firmament to aid and ennoble the earth. Believe in the Savior within you. Know Christ and your spirit are one. Stand forth deified by your own noble pride, and whatever you ask shall be done. Thank you, Ella Wheeler Wilcox. I love that. It is my great hope and prayer that the whole world actively receives this message of goodness, of oneness, and of wholeness into our hearts today, on Christmas Day, and always. It is also my great hope that you will join me on the Zoom following the service just for a brief discussion to say hello. And you don't have to have your camera on if you're already wearing your Christmas jammies and all relaxing. That's fine, too. Uh, the link can be found on cslmidtown.org if you want to check out that Zoom. Thank you for having me, and Merry Christmas. Thank you, Reverend Cynthia. What an awesome message this morning. We are here creating this content for everyone to enrich our spiritual lives and i am truly grateful for the speakers that we have this season um, throughout the year in our transition as we are transitioning into what will be the greater center for spiritual living midtown atlanta and we appreciate and need your gifts to continue this great work that we're doing so with that you can donate at cslmidtown.org slash donate or scan the QR code. It will take you right to the donation site. And if you will, say with me our affirmation of prosperity. I live in a universe of abundance. As I freely and joyfully give, I join in the divine flow. And all that I share with life returns to me multiplied abundantly. And so it is. And I'm going to hand it off to our board president, Lee Huffman. Merry Christmas, everybody, and uh, thank you very much, Cynthia, Reverend Cynthia. It was amazing talk. Um, to be honest, I've had a hard time getting into the holiday spirit this year. Uh, I've done all the motions. I've bought the gifts and, and received the gifts, um, but it's just not felt that way. And today really helped that, Cynthia, so thank you. And um, Vance, thank you for f facilitating our service. Um, Norma, another amazing treatment from you, reminding us about the season and what it means to all of us and so and there's so many people to thank this year and we have one more service this year um and then we have a special service on the 7th of january that i want to talk about in a moment but first let's think a bit are you getting value from the gifts that this team here at the center of spiritual living midtown are offering to you uh they're working hard are you learning from the lessons uh, from the great guest ministers that we have and the practitioners and the study group and all the things that we have going on? Um, are you being spiritually fed? If so, we need your help. Uh, so continue doing what you're doing. First and foremost, continue attending 
um, participating in the events get on. Uh, Cynthia said um, on Zoom here shortly and join in the discussion and uh, join us both online and if you're in Atlanta together uh, on the first week of each month. Uh, second, tell your friends about us. You know, we'd like to get more people to attend. There's a lot of people who watch these videos and that's great. Uh, we're seeing them on Zoom and Facebook. So please continue with that, but invite people. Maybe you wanna send them a copy of the newsletter or you wanna forward that onto them or you wanna forward them a link so do that to spread the word about CSL Midtown. Um, third, remember the center. Our congregation and our leadership are in your, we want you to remember us in your prayers and in your spiritual mind treatments. It's very important that we hold each other up and uh, through all this season and through the next, well, from now on, <laughs> as we have in the past, I know you have. And fourth, as Vance mentioned a moment ago, in order to stay on the air uh, and replace our senior minister and continue uh, what we offer you as gifts, um, we need your financial support. So we know that some people are on fixed incomes and you can't give, um, we understand that. But if you're being spiritually fed here, please support us by giving back financially, even if it's $5 a week or $5 a month, uh, we would appreciate your gifts and you can do that online. Um, Let's see. Oh, it's still time. Uh, we have a week here uh, to make tax deductible gifts. And for those of you that are wondering about taxes, um, by the middle of February, you will have your tax um, letters and email. So make sure your email is updated with the center. So uh, now for some upcoming events, we have a special live face-to-face -face service and brunch on Sunday, January 7th. Um, and in our congregation, we'll have a very special guest at the center. Um, Reverend Bob Dean is going to be with us. He is back from his travels that after he retired, he went out west and had a great time. And he's going to be joining us. So please come out on Sunday the 7th and join us. Um, it's at, we want people to be there at 1045 so that we can be all settled down for this online service. And that's at the Garden Hills Recreation Center at 339 Pine Tree Drive, Northeast, Atlanta, Georgia, 30305. For those of you who are not in Atlanta, it will be streamed and the after service activities will be streamed on Zoom. Next week, we've got the boost. Um, that is Tuesday at noon from noon to 1230 with a practitioner. Please join, that's online as well. And it's the same link that you have, CSL Midtown. Org, and um, it's the Zoom link on there. The study group is doing great. Um, it's 10.30 or 10 o'clock to 10.45 every Sunday. And next Sunday, um, lifting the load. What do you mean? Uh, what do we mean by the silence? It's a great study. You don't have to read the book. Um, if you're just joining up, they do have a book that they're going through and that's very good. And then December 31st, the last service of the year, we're having our friend um, and guest speaker, um, Reverend Raymond Anderson, and it, the title is Resolved to Be the Whole. So it's a great way to finish up 2023 and kick into 2024. So today, right now, uh, Reverend Cynthia and several practitioners will be on the Zoom link. 
uh, for a discussion of today's topic. And be sure that when you go to cslmidtown.org, you uh, note the six digit Zoom passcode when you click on the Zoom link and put that in. The transition team continues to work and give their time to you. And we are just so pleased at their work. So please join us New Year's Eve for Reverend Raymont and January 7th for Reverend Zoller and afterwards for a celebration with our beloved Reverend Dr. Bob Dean. So that was quick. Uh, we're doing well today. And I want to thank you all for participating and joining us. And we will uh, continue and leave with our affirmation. There we go. Affirmation of life. Please join me. I leave this place now knowing something better than I knew before. I go forth into the world with a heart full of love and a mind full of good sense. I look at the world as a greater in a greater way, knowing that I have within me everything I need to create the life I desire. I give thanks for this understanding, and I am grateful for the spirit of life that lives through me. And so it is. <laughs>